Take the money and run. Coming here with a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor. And tonight we are joined by Andy. Andy, how you doing tonight? What up, what up? And we're also joined by Alex. Alex, man, how you doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. And we are here with the episode five recap show. Um, This episode, um, I don't want to say it, but... Are we to the point now where we're on that roller coaster of the challenge and, you know, we're on the decline? Because tonight's episode was, I thought, shit. I, I hated tonight's episode. I thought we had the potential to be great, to be good, and it fell flat. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt. Uh, I'm hoping it was just a one-week kind of, you know, you know, in that fantasy football um world where you have the high you know 140s 150s of the world and then out of the blue you drop like 64 one week i feel like that was kind of this episode so very very uh boston monsters ask uh but we'll, we'll get into it a little more but initial thoughts andy what what what'd you think I, i'm with you i i did not like this episode at all like there was really nothing too entertaining the challenge wasn't good the elimination was all right but there was no club. There was no like, there was some drama, but it was more like political drama, which isn't as exciting. So th- I think this was definitely my least favorite of the season so far. Yeah, for sure. Alex? Yeah, I, sure. I, 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 I agree completely. I think it was a bad episode. To me, I think the thing that made it this bad <laughs> was the 90 minutes. Like, I think this is a perfect example of how 90 minute episodes can you know ruin an episode and trev you've been on this since the beginning but this is one where you had i don't know 50 percent of the episode revolved around four people jay and michelle and laurel and jack and it's like we get it we get the point you're trying to make like you don't need to hammer it home that much there was just a lot of wasted time there's no way they couldn't have done this episode in 60 minutes there just wasn't a lot going on and it dragged and it just wasn't that entertaining. We had one, the only hap, the only positive thing to me is the very last like storyline. The fact that Laurel's coming back to the house, but that's not, re- that's like more looking forward. This episode, I couldn't stand it. Very long, very boring, but we're powering. Didn't last season, they do one episode that was 60 minutes and then everything else was 90 minutes. I think they did. I think, I think ever since they started doing 90, they'll have that random like 60 minute episode every month or so. Yeah, I just I don't know why. I just I just hated it tonight. And tonight, like you just said, should have been a uh, a sixty minute EP, uh, like you said. I think I think this could have been a thirty. Call me crazy. God, get in, get out. Um, uh, what would have the if it was a thirty minute episode? What was the title going to be, Andy? Down goes uh, Kim and Colleen. Yes, goodbye Germans. <laughs> 
God. <laughs> Very World Cup esque. Um, so let's just dive right in. And as you can tell, Andy's already kind of bouncing around. He just moved to Boston, pretty whipped right now. So if there's connection issues, uh, don't be Watch surprised. Uh, we'll just kind of power through. Um, so let's dive in. And first thing we always got to address the streak. And I'm not going to lie. Me and Alex were a little late turning this episode on. Uh, I missed to see if the streak actually happened or not. Hand up. That's on me. Uh, so, Alex, I don't know if you were – I mean, this is your baby. Uh, did the streak happen? It happened. I did a little rewind to check. It was actually kind of sad because Kim and Colleen were the were the streak tonight, and then they ended up going home at the end. But, yeah, the streak continues. I think we're two or three episodes now. There we go. Back on track, back on track. Adam Mito's in the chat. Yeah, it looks like he's in the redemption house. Um, very, I, I don't know. The the apartment looks kind of small. Very studio. Probably paying like two thousand dollars in Boston or something. I don't Watch know. it. Couldn't be me. Uh, Andy, anything about the streak? You want to you want to chime on? I hope they keep it going. It's stupid that they ruined it in the first place, but it's just a classic. I think all of us and all the AWLs out there, it turns just the opening scene that otherwise is very like anticlimactic. It turns it into a we're starting off the episode hot. Like yeah. when that when that first scene is like, yep, I added the streak, it just sets the tone. It's all it's almost like when in football, uh when you know when they raise that trophy up, they're like, oh, and then it goes up or whatever. It's kind of like you're it's building, it's building, it's building, and who knows if it's actually gonna happen. And if it doesn't, like if the confetti's wrong or anything, uh, then you're just like, oh, it's just like a letdown. It's just like that awkward moment. So I, I like it. I like the touch. And you know, Alex has been on that train for the past what two seasons now. Uh, I think you can credit Alex at this point uh for it becoming his idea. So after the streak, we go into a pool party, and I think on record, Laurel said this was like the best pool party she's ever been at, and I think the pool party scene was like 60 seconds. Like, I was a little confused by that. Like, it wasn't like an out-of-control scene or anything, right? Yeah, I think I think the pool party and their little emo party that they had like a couple scenes after that, I could have used more time of that. Like, I could have yeah. used a lot less of all of the stuff that happened in the middle and like extend the pool party if you're gonna have one a season these days like extend it show us you know more of people hooking up in the pool show us more of you know a 40 year old bananas hitting on mariah like show us more of that people getting drunk that's what we want to see we especially when you have 90 a 90 minute runway to do it like shave down all that shit in the middle and show us more of the party well the goth party i felt like we saw more of them getting ready than the actual party itself that's, That's so a good cool. point. Like we saw so much makeup and stuff. I'm not gonna lie, they had a great Panic at the Disco song going on. Devin looked fantastic, just kind of sitting in his corner or whatever, just like looking depressed and stuff. Like that was a good shot. Hand up, great shot. But like the party was just terrible. It was so bad. Like it was just outside. They sung this little song, and we might have to pull up the lyrics later if we could find. Uh, maybe next episode we'll we'll bring out. There's there's some na 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 na. Yeah, it seemed like very '90s punk rock. You know, like it, it was on cue or whatever. But you know, I expected a little better from Jay. Uh, what was the last song he Rolex on my dick? Correct. That was the yes, song. Yes, with Ed from the Circle. 
Yeah. Ed from the circle. And how does how does bananas have a guitar? Don't they take away everything from them like when they come into the house? God, you know it's just like I'm sure the challenge house probably has its own like store or where whatever where you can trade little things and uh you know you can trade in you know hey i can sell a few autographs for a guitar mtv just pumps it out or anything like that anyway you want to say something no i mean i the whole thing that was going through my head during all this is like i feel like yak was just making a conscious effort to like try to show that he is like this singer songwriter and then i just immediately started thinking about um alien and rolex on my dick and now this and it's like these people are so just like starving for any sort of fame that it's hilarious to see something like that god so classic then we get ryan bananas kind of chat i guess I mean, it's not like bananas to round up some rookies and start talking to them or anything. Uh, I know Alex loves that. So anything you want to add on about that? I mean, I think there's a 100% chance that it's going to surface again at some point. The fact they showed us here this episode. Uh, Bananas has been on, you know, a nice little post Hannah Teeter, I think the snowboarder was. There was like 10 seasons where he was fully wifed up, uh, very heavy-esque. And then ever since that, ever since that split, he's gone through like uh, Natalie. You know, he dated Morgan for a couple of years, cheated on her with one of her like best friends. I think Angela was another one. Like, and there's it's been a, a dirty couple game. Of Kaylee, like bananas, has just been all over the place. And so to see, you know, just a rookie, just like trust everything that Bananas saying is so classic. While they're in the pool, Bananas had the sunglasses on, so you know where his eyes were looking. Like it was just classic. <laughs> When I'm almost thinking, like, what do you think the age gap between those two are? Is it 20 years? Is it? Longer I think it's than just Justin under 20. Long? Is it longer than Justin Long and like? Is it that bad? I mean, the the bananas and Morgan was, I think, I think he's 13 years older than her. Wow! And they dated for like two, three years. I would bet. I would bet bananas and Mariah is probably like 14, 15. That's yeah. That's bananas, honestly. <laughs> Good for him. Good for her. Yeah, very important. I ask. Uh, so moving on, we got the a little foreshadowing of Jay and Yak, um, and I, th- I think that was kind of the overarching, and we'll get into it, but theme of tonight's episode, and we've hinted on it time and time again was just the too much foreshadowing going on. Uh, So we kind of see that, you know, oh, we're all buddy-buddy, we're best friends, blah, 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 nothing can break us apart kind of thing. He's I I see him as one of my best friends, you know, outside of the cool dude, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it is what it is. I guess it's a game at the end of the day. But – Well, and that's what was funny too is – I think in back-to-back Jay confessionals, one of them ended by him saying Yak is his best friend, and they and he wants to like hang out with him like beyond the show. And then the very next Jay confessional was him saying, "Yeah, you know, Yak's kind of my buddy here, but I got to do what's right for the game." Like it was almost back to back. 
how quickly he just flip-flopped. Oh, it was terrible. Alex, anything on that? I mean, this was the, the first 30 minutes, but everything before the challenge was told us everything we needed to know. Like, it, there was the foreshadowing. Uh, Nisa Veronica, I think, was even foreshadowed. Like, it's just stupid. And we'll, we'll get into it later, but Jay and Jack pretty much told us what was going to happen. God. All right. So then let's just dive right into the challenge itself. <laughs> and this challenge. Um, it's just a simple, I mean, where have we seen this before? A nice swimming and, um, diving, picking up puzzle pieces, building shit together. Have we ever seen that before? I don't think we have. Uh, I think the most, I think the thing that was the best about this challenge was just TJ talking about Burger King for a hot sack. I think that was yeah. the best thing about this challenge on this daily, uh, it's good to see Burger King still pumping some money into uh, the challenge. Uh, I think Alex tweeted that the other night. Like, I missed TJ saying, um, what was it? The, the sidekicks. The sidekicks, yeah. Hey, TJ texted me for my your T-Mobile sidekick or whatever, you know. Like, those, those little things, like, I loved. Uh, I don't know why they got rid of it. Yes, it's a little corny and cheesy, but it is smirk. Uh, well, and they used to get like Xbox 360s and like 12 inch Samsung plasma screen TVs, very Michael Scott esque. I mean, those were the good, those were the good old days. God, and well, still pump all that out in 30 minute episodes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this. I got a question. I want to run by you, Alex. Go ahead. No, I got a question too. Okay. Well, so, I got one too. I, God, watch it. <laughs> All right, so they announced that there was a $5,000 reward sponsored by BK for this. That sparked a discussion when I was watching the show of would you rather have $5,000 or similar to how they used to do it, one year of free BK? Wait, Um so did Jay and Michelle win five thousand dollars? Yes. Yes. So no, no, no. Five thousand dollars from BK, just like five grand oh. in a bag. This is yours. But what I'm think, what I thought about is like the old school ones would be like free BK for a year. So which one of those two would you have? Honestly, I think I think practically you have to pick the five thousand dollars. But the much more smirky thing is to just say that every day of the year you can go to BK and get fast food. So so here's my answer, Andy. Obviously, I don't spend $5,000 a year on BK. I think it would be $5,000 or lifetime at BK. Then it's a little dicey. Lifetime, I think that's a no-brainer. God, I don't think I could eat a Whopper a day for my life. Yeah, but if you have it for the next, you know, anywhere between 10 and – 60 years but here's one thing that would be good well that's why i said 10 um pushing i mean veronica is like 50 (laughs) i don't know how much longer i can do this t here's here's what i think would be interesting is like you know somebody you know somebody who is a guy in a sense of like he's got season tickets to a game so like he can hook it up or like 
he works for a collegiate athletic department so he can get you free tickets. Like if you are somebody's guy for Burger King, that would be amazing. Like if you're like, hey, if someone's like, hey, where do you want to go to eat tonight? Oh, let's let's grab some BK. I, I can hook this up. Like, could you imagine? Yeah, but think about this though. If you piss them off or anything, I'm sure there's a way to like cancel those tickets or cancel the the BK or whatever. So like, I mean, it, you know. if you if you're the if you're the Burger King guy, then I think you are you are anointed the Burger King. Like, you are the king. All, Amongst all of your friends. So let, let me ask you guys this question in regards to Burger King. And this is jumping ahead a little bit, but we saw after the challenge, they come back and it's a feast for the whole house. Every, they got mm-hmm. the Whoppers, fries, you know, they're all going nuts. Do you guys like that better? Or I'm just thinking about all the times they've done Burger King in the past. I think my favorite version of it is when like you pick, two other teams to join you yes. on this feast or whatever. And then nobody else gets any of the BK. And, and, you know, it's all of them just stuffing their faces in front of like the rest of the house. I like that much more uh, as opposed to, you know, the whole house getting it. Anissa gets like a quarter for herself. Like, what do you guys think about that? No, I'm, I'm all in exactly for what you said, Alex. I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think, you know, there's a reason you're good at saying this stuff. You know, I think we call you, what's your Twitter name? TK Burge. Uh, you know, the King Burge. I mean, like, there's no surprise. You're a big BK guy. So uh, I support that completely. <laughs> All right. So so what happened right. in the challenge? Jay and, Jay and Michelle Wait, win the first challenge. <laughs> Jay and Michelle win. Uh, and then the second heat was Tori and Devin. Did anything really stick out? In terms of like, you know, obviously we saw the good teams. Kim did pretty good. Veronica did terrible. She was going backward. I think Norris did terrible. It was just a classic. I think Nani, Nani had a, ba- a tough time rowing the thing. Yep. Like, it was just one of those that some teams were bound to do good, some teams were bound to do bad, and you had to split it up into two heats. Like, like Trev said, just very run of the mill. Have we ever seen this before? Yeah, we see this like every third episode. Yeah, I, I this I just, this challenge made me so mad. It was so long; you couldn't follow it. Like, it was just like, why am I watching this? Like, it was tough to follow. Like, it was so, and and then when they finally got done with the first heat, and it's like we got to sit through this shit again. Like, are you kidding me? I, but for that whole time, the daily was going on. I was just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I. I I believe the actual challenge itself took like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And that's way too long. We had three commercial breaks for this entire challenge. Like, come on, that can't happen. Like, let's go. Let's, let's keep it going. And literally we had two commercial breaks with the first group. Like we get it. Michelle and Jay were the top team and they were going head to head basically against Laurel and Yak. Like we get it. Like, we don't need to see it pump by bump by pump. So, you know, again, like we said, the issue is the 90 minutes. And I think that was the reason we didn't have enough content. I don't know why we didn't go to the club uh, tonight and stuff like that. And they it just dragged on. So I don't know if anybody else wants to chime in on the, the end or anything. But, I mean, that, I feel like that was it, really. It wasn't really that close or anything uh, or anything. Yeah. I would just say, like, 
just to kind of set the tone for this whole EP, and we've talked about this on here multiple times, but like as you start getting close to the elimination, sometimes it's the litmus test of are you checking your phone for what time it is. This was on the daily, and this wasn't even a, I'm checking my phone. This was a you're watching the daily and like, oh, my God, I have to sit through this for another hour. Like it wasn't even a litmus test. It was we we're going to shove this down your throats. You're going to have to put up with this. Andy, remember the beginning of this episode? I miss the um, did the winners walk in first. Why? Because I was on my phone already in the first minute of the episode. Like that yep. already set the tone for me going in and God, God knows I, my screen time was probably in the, the 90 minutes was probably around 45. Like I felt like it was pretty high. Hell, I grabbed my laptop and started typing. So that's when, you know, it's God. really bad. So anything else to tie in in the challenge? So like we said, Michelle and Jay won, they picked up the win. They basically beat um, in group two was, uh, but it, we all kind of knew it was Michelle and Jay. Uh, they were by far the fastest. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy. I don't think and so. Yeah. This, was, this was about, this point in the episode was the best it was going to get for Jay and Michelle. Yeah. It was just a shit show after. So how about this we move on to skip burger king because we've already talked about bk and we go straight into what would be next the four teams yeah, yeah so or deliberation i guess uh so in deliberation the four teams that they pick are jordan and nisa darrell and veronica kim and colleen and laurel and yak which you look at these four teams, it just does not make any sense. You've looked at us and Nani, who threw you in two episodes ago, and they just do, 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 just skate by. Like it makes no sense. Plus, think about this: if you even get rid of, I, don't, I honestly I don't know why the rookie team was even in there. That makes no sense. Um, when you could have just had bananas. Laurel, Durrell, and Jordan as your four. Like that is stacked. Like one of one good team is going home in there. So yeah, and then you also send a message to everyone else saying, "Look, we're with you guys." Like that's how you gain numbers: is draw a line in the sand, make it very clear for everyone, and pick the horse you want to bet on. They didn't do anything here. It was all over the place. And I think the very first interrogation, I don't remember who it would have been. I think it was Veronica and Darrell. And Veronica was like pointing at the board and was like, what are you guys trying to do? Like there was just no rhyme or reason to anything. Well, it almost seemed like they didn't like, they didn't talk to anybody beforehand, which makes no sense. Yeah. Like, why would you not talk, be like, hey, bananas, like I want to be part of your alliance or whatever what do you think I should do if that's the case? Hey, Darrell, Veronica, where are you standing? Hey, Laurel Yock, where do you guys stand? And then you can kind of draw that line in the sand. I think it's harder for them. The move to make realistically, I felt like throw the vets in. The rookies have your back. And at the end, the vets don't have your back. Uh, because even if you were, well, they did. They sided with Johnny and 
uh, Nani, at the end of the day, they're last on their totem pole, though. They might save them here for the next episode or two, but when you're down to the final seven teams, six teams, they're going in every time. Yeah, it just it made no sense. And, you know, uh, I think they said it at one point after they had decided their four teams, they said, like, you know, oh, we, we didn't – them talking to each other, they were like, we didn't pick Bananas and Nani, so they owe us. And, like, maybe they do, but, like, you didn't make an agreement with them, at least not shown to us. Like, you just, like, made a stupid decision not to send them in. So, like, I don't think it's necessarily that they owe you something. They're just kind of, like, confused and surprised that they weren't picked. And it just makes – you know it's bad when the team that's making the decision makes it and then, like, instantly knows, like, oh, my God, what are we doing? We have no idea what's going on. Like, you know that that's bad. Yeah, it just, to me, like, and it showed the vet move by Bananas. As soon as that ended, what did he do? He went to go talk to him and was like, hey, I'm, a, I'm surprised. I can't believe you guys didn't throw me in. And he kind of, like he said, I think his his term was like, I buttered them up or whatever. Butter, he buttered their balls. Buttered their balls, yeah. So, I mean – that that's just the vet move right there by him just being like hey thanks blah 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 we we owe you one and i guarantee he'll probably win the next daily and he'll throw them in it's it's not like bananas has ever done that before or like done anything crazy to throw people in or you know anything god you know who i was surprised never got mentioned there were two teams that were that i was surprised at that never got discussed during who these four would be and that was nelly narice even though I feel like Nelly and Jay are kind of friends. I feel like I they mentioned that earlier this boys. season. Yeah. They're boys. After tonight's episode. Exactly. And one team that I was just thinking, like, how are how is this not a no-brainer? Amber and Chauncey. Yeah. How is that not a no-brainer for or, Jay and Michelle in this situation? Or Fezzy. Didn't Fezzy throw him in? Or Fezzy. Didn't he throw him in twice? Or Casey and Kenny. Like – there were so many teams. Like, it seemed like they boiled it down to like six choices for them. When in reality, it was like I don't know nine or ten. Like, they just I don't they just I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think Jay said it even like I think first segment of the show he said kind of like something like I'm I'm alone. Like I come into the show and I never really have anybody on my side. And so for him to say that. But then also say when they're in deliberation, like, you know, I had to choose you guys because there's just not that many options left. And then yeah. they show the huge board of names. There's like 10 teams to pick from. And he's like, oh, like you say, you already said you're not really working too closely with anybody. So, yes, you can pick anybody on that board. And they picked like a, a, a quartet of teams that didn't really make sense. Yeah, like to me – what I probably would have done was talk to Jarrell and Veronica and be like, look, we're on an island. You guys are on an island. Let's form an alliance or something. Like, we need at least another team that has our back. You guys don't really have anybody. We don't really have anybody. And let's just build something. Like, and instead you throw them in. You throw the rookies in, which makes no sense. And then you're like, Jordan and Nisa, okay, fair, whatever. And then you throw in supposedly another of Alliance because Michelle is so paranoid about Laurel for no reason. For no reason. It, and and that is why I love Laurel because it is she is just – her intimidation, she gets under people's skin for no fucking reason. She's always – I mean, the amount of real estate that is in 
Michelle's head of Laurel is incredible. It is incredible. She has set up shop in her head and is just, it's like the, it, it almost reminds me of like, you know, like the SpongeBob episode where he's like, what's the name? What's the name? And it's all the SpongeBob running around in the, the head. You don't remember that episode? Was that a dream? Jesus. God. You guys, you guys even have a childhood? Rough. God. Here, here's what I was thinking about for Laurel. Because one, like, and during interrogation, Laurel was just giving Michelle the daggers. And even when they said, like, what, are you guys just not going to talk? She was like, you didn't ask us a question. That like, was awesome. Laurel is just a junkyard dog. And Jay and Michelle, the second they stepped into that interrogation room, were scared shitless. And one thing a junkyard dog can do immediately is smell fear. And that's exactly what happened. Like, and it's not, it, it wasn't like the um, Wes and Leroy, like, why do I feel like you guys are in the power seat and we're not? It wasn't like that. It was just like, I don't really care what you do. I'm not aligning with you. I'm not going to kiss the ring because you have power. Like, you guys are throwing us into these four. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you know, once they decided the four teams, between that point and the elimination starting, this, I think, was what they focused on the most, which was kind of like, it led us to believe that Laurel and Jack were going to be the team that they picked. And then it just showed, like, all of the – basically Michelle versus Laurel dynamic. Cause they had already kind of covered like Jay and Jack were, you know, friends somehow, even though they just met, but now he's sad that he sent him in. But yeah, but yeah, like we're saying the real interesting part about this was uh, Michelle and Laurel. And I think, you know, they showed him in like in the bunk bed scene too, those two girls talking. And it seemed like Michelle was just like waiting for Laurel to beg and say like, Hey, please don't send us in. And Laurel is never going to do that. And Laurel was just as, you know, as stone cold as she could be about it. And it was just like, you picked me. I don't know why you picked me. We didn't talk about it before. You didn't give me a heads up. You didn't say that you were going against me. You just put my name up there. And now I'm in danger. That's where we're at right now. And so for you to try to be making deals now, doesn't really make sense. That would only help you and not me. And it was just, you know, a classic, like, new girl to the challenge just getting steamrolled by a, a challenge legend in the world. do we think yep. do we think this elimination will happen laurel versus michelle because i would like to see it happen i would like to see it too i don't know i feel like there's just a lot of randomness to who gets thrown in very true but i hope i would love it that's, yeah that's why you know I, I am glad that at the end of the day, Laurel and Jack are still on the show because we can see, obviously there was a huge, you know, divide that was put in the house tonight between those two teams. And we can at least see it continue. Like if they would have gone home, that storyline is pretty much dead, but we have, we have that still going on. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. So moving on, go straight into the elimination now. Um, and basically, like we've already kind of talked about, Laurel and Yach get voted in. And then we kind of have the three teams just kind of chilling. Who's going to pull the sword? O for one, O for two. And then Rel and Veronica picking up the safe 
sword. So then they, before they cut the commercial, Veronica has this big speech plan. I don't know why the hell she didn't throw in Jordan and um, Jordan and Anissa because by throwing in the rookies, yes, the rookies stink. Like, I get it. But why would you not want to keep them at that point? That's a good point to keep plus, always keep them as the default rookie team, always low man on the totem pole. Plus, you, now you have either Laurel or Jordan going home for sure. Yeah. True. I mean, Veronica talked through it. Like, she explained why they would have picked Anissa and Jordan because they could kind of band with Kim and Colleen, the other team that's low on the totem pole. And then she just backed away from it. She like explained the logic why we would do that. And she backed away from it. And I guess I'm guessing it's just because it's like, I guess the safe choice is to just stick with the veteran, stick with Anissa for God's sakes. But like, I feel like in a lot of ways, that's kind of like symbolic of Darrell's downfall in the new era of the challenge is that he doesn't really try to rock the boat. He doesn't really make moves. And even if it's Veronica's decision, well, he's letting her make it for the team. And so I feel like Darrell has done this in the past where he refuses to play a political game so much that he makes the wrong moves. Like I think he did tonight where he could have actually positioned himself in a better spot, but instead he just went with the safe choice. Yeah. And go ahead, Danny. Well, I was just going to say like, if they would have, if, if that's what they wanted to do, like if Veronica wanted to save Anissa, she kind of made her feel like shit for it. She was like, you know, Anissa never approached me. Anissa never did that. And then like just at the very end was like, but this is how I like to play the game. Why would you not like build Anissa and Jordan, build your relationship up as opposed to trying to shoot it down? Like if you say, you know, I was torn on this, but – We've got a great relationship with this team. I fully trust them. I know that if they were in the similar situation, they would save us. Like, why would you not just milk that so much so that way when you do save Anissa and Jordan, they feel indebted to you? Because yeah. right now, they definitely do not. Like, right now, it was just like, oh, you defaulted back to us. Why would you not, like, say, like, I know they'll return the favor or, like, you know what I mean? Like build them up and then say if they were in our shoes and I know they'll pay us back at some point in time. It was so dumb how even they just explained that. Yeah. You know, and I think that was just kind of the, the another theme of tonight is just the dumb decision-making just, it was so bad tonight. And, um, you know, like, like I talked about, like Andy talked about, that's why I just, <laughs> that's why i just was not a fan of tonight's episode jesse adams always great to have you in the chat you bring in the iu hatred uh in us as well. so let's talk about the elimination itself um a puzzle like we we haven't seen this before uh so first time this season we've seen a puzzle <laughs> um but basically the challenge is where one person climbs up uh and they're basically kind of yelling at the other person of what the one side of the puzzle looks like uh nothing too crazy it's just you know it's it's almost like what's the word like a, a it's not like a rubik's cube but it has like four sides so you have to get it ex whoa has to get exactly like where it's at or whatever i, I don't know how to explain that 
it's like a piece that has four different <laughs> sides and you have to get the exact side and you're kind of stacking it up. I think it's a, it was a four by four kind of puzzle. Um, what do we think? I, I didn't mind this. One thing that like I didn't understand and I still don't understand, and I will never judge the chat. I want to just be on the record for that. But one thing I'll never understand is this whole challenge was about communication. Why did Kim and Colleen not talk in German? Like, if you're going into elimination with somebody whose first language is also your first language, why the hell would you not be speaking in that language? So are you saying more of like a disguise so they don't know like the opposing no. teams or no, just no, because no. It, you're, they're more fluent in it and they know? Yes, it's your first language. They both speak that language since birth. You're in an elimination in the challenge. Why would you not speak that language? I mean, like, did you not hear? Uh, Colleen was like, yeah, infinity symbol. Like it was like a chain, like, but again, you can't blame her for saying that because she's speaking a second language, maybe a third or fourth. Like, I don't understand why they weren't speaking in German. That was the first thing that popped out to me. That's fair. You know, I I didn't even think about that idea, but I love that, Andy. You know, if 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 like you're watching any like a soccer game or whatever, you know, Marco Roran in German. It's not like he's speaking English to him by any means. Like you you speak, you know, your first language. And the opposing I'm saying. team, if they're playing in like Chelsea, like if Dorman's playing Chelsea in Champions League, like you know, it's it's almost Down. like you speak German because they speak English most of the time. Yes, makes complete sense. Alex, anything about this uh, elimination? Not a whole lot. I thought it was okay. Um, nothing special. Kim and Colleen, they had, I think, one check, just one check at the puzzle, and they, it was incorrect. And then Laurel and Jack kind of. Um, came back there at the end but just like you know we joked about the challenge um and a lot of their their staples that they do i feel like you know i feel like for the for the elimination rounds these days it's like a wire thing that's hanging and there's a puzzle involved somebody's and so it's just it's just absurd but i i thought this elimination was all right So, like we talked about, Yak and Yak and Laurel pick up the dub, and now we all know Michelle and Jay just completely screwed at this point. GGS, we're about to get a little headbanger between uh, <laughs> between the two. Um, Kim and Colleen, with them leaving. Do we ever want to see these clowns again? Yes, to both. I wouldn't mind it. I, I really liked them both. I thought they were both entertaining. They were good competitors. Like, in my opinion, they earned their stripes to come back again, and I would very much like to see them back again. Really? Hmm. I, I would want to see them back. They were good. They were attractive. They were – funny they they seem to have like a good attitude a good spirit um so i, I would want to i would want to see them again this was also i didn't fact check this but i think this was laurel's first win since she lost her last two eliminations her first wow. two losses ever i think her last win was against 
Kara. Wow. Oh, invasion. invasion. So her last two losses were Camilla in Invasions and the Ninja drama. Yeah. Interesting. I think she started 8-0, then lost two in a row. Damn. Jesse Adams writes, if Kim comes back, then Lolo should come back too. I think Andy's on Team Lolo, right? Speaking of oh, speaking of Lolo, I did see her. So I was I was in Maryland this past weekend, and you know when you're just go, flipping through the nothing better than being in an, uh, at a hotel and you got the TV guide like the first thing or whatever, and you're just clicking through all the channels or whatever. First thing like first channel I hit channel three was like the CW or something, and it was a magician show. OC. Uh, and it was Chris Angel's magician show or whatever. I kept it on for 60 seconds, right? And it's they train celebrities that go against each other. Guess who was on it? Lolo? Lolo Jones was on it. She You're lying. On the, I swear to God. Lolo Jones was on the fucking magician show. So she leaves the challenge. Was it good? I didn't want God. Did she? Let me guess. Stop watching. I stopped watching through the trick. She quit. Well, there was this guy. So her trick that I saw was it was splitting a guy into half. And it was this really tall guy with dark hair and they split him in half. And his face just kind of like froze up. (laughs) I I don't know if he was still alive or anything. Um, It was kind of wild. That explains why he's been dead the past two seasons. God, I know. It's sketchy. God, I forget who it was against. It was actually a pretty – it was – oh, my God. Oh, it was Frankie Muniz. It was Malcolm in the Middle going against her. It was pretty funny. Uh, But like I said, I watched it for 60 seconds, and that was it. So anything else from tonight's episode uh, before we get into some segments tonight? I don't think so. Yeah, worst episode of the season. Trev, to your point, I think you did pose this question, but I don't think we really talked about it. I really hope this is just a speed bump. I don't hope this is where the trajectory is going. I think we got good contestants now. I just hope this is not the trend. But I I can't say confidently that it's not. Because I feel like we've been riding high. If this is not a speed bump, this is going to be a long 14 weeks, boy. I don't know how many y'all got left in me. Yeah, we we sleep in April. Episode episode six is important because if it's worse than tonight, then we know it's just going to be a dark, dark winter. And if it's better than tonight, then hopefully that means tonight's episode was just a little blip on the radar. It might be just the daylight savings, you know, that might just have been the off. You know, I'm, I'm looking at this chat tonight too, and I mean, we have some – but it's it's been slow tonight. I mean, Jesse Adams came in late, fired it up. Adam Meadows was in the chat earlier, but then he had to go talk to his nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. We'll cut that. <laughs> um. All right. So all segments. Right, we'll some segments. Just dive into some segments. All right. So our, our first segment tonight, uh, this day in challenge history. Nope. No trivia questions, just two quick things I wanted to point out. Um, November 9th, the premiere of the second season of the challenge, all time. Oh, wow. And it was, the title of the season actually, was actually just Real World Road Rules Challenge. And it was in 1999. Wow. 
23 years ago, season two came out. So that was one thing. No trivia question there because um, they were all weird episodes back then. I wouldn't even know how to create one. Um, and the second, the second one, we're going, we're going back to the duel. We've been talking about these episode titles, and this one I think might have been when I looked it up. It made me smirk more than even some of the other ones, even though they all followed the same pattern. <laughs> on on the duel. Uh, the episode title today was Goodbye, Casey. <laughs> that was it. Goodbye, Casey. Wait, 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 wait. There's no way Casey goodbye, went, goodbye Toby vibes. God. That is incredible. God, the challenge is nuts. That's, that's a worse title. That's a worse title than Real World Road Rules The Challenge. <laughs> They've been getting worse since season two. <laughs> Goodbye, Casey. God, I'm still missing Casey from episode two. I can't believe she went home and we didn't see anything of her. <laughs> <laughs> Did she come <laughs> All right. Any other segments? Well, I think we get into MVP, LVP. All right, Jesse Adams, let's hear it. MVP, LVP, give us the order. We'll wait for you. Hopefully he responds. God. But yeah, like we said, tonight's episode was terrible. I'm, I'm upset. That was one of those weeks where I needed a good episode and I didn't have it. And now my week's even going even further down the drain. It's it's one of those episodes where STP has to put the whole night on its back. Well, and that's that the problem is because I, you're spot on. But it was so bad that like, I don't think any of us were chomping at the bit to try to save it. Cause a lot of times when they have a bad episode, we get on here and we got to save the show, put it on our shoulders. Let's go. But I don't think any of us were excited to come in and say, <laughs> and then you look at how the chat's been this week. This is the lowest chat week we've had all season. Like the chat, the chat had no hope. I mean, I know. And, and now I'm looking at Jesse Adams. The one thing we ask for from the chat every week is picking the order. And he says, fuck you guys. You pick the order. I mean, we're just doing everything tonight. God, I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Who is this Alex Burge guy saying Trev, Alex, Andy? Uh, All right. So that was the first one in the chat. All right. That's fine. My MVP tonight, we'll make this quick. Uh, recurring guest, I think I've already given this thing of MVP before. I mean, it's got to go to the king itself, Burger King, obviously. <laughs> I mean, come on, you thought I was going to let that slide? I mean, BK, the GOAT. Uh, I know Alex is the biggest BK fan here, so I'm, I apologize for uh, at me taking that from Alex. Uh, TK Burge, I know uh, Alex is – that is your name. So the King Burge himself. Um, but yeah, PK ultimate legend. It brought back Tony Reigns vibes of him throwing on the crown. And speaking of Tony Reigns, can we get Tony Reigns back on the challenge? Just unbelievable. That's a, that's a good idea, Trev. I know Alex always talks. About so that. basically, you know, that was just awesome. Uh, the amount of food, that's another thing. The amount of food that they got was ridiculous. I mean, it, it asks the question has to be asked is like at the end of the day when you see that much food like 
who's paying for this shit? Like, it's not like they could pay for all that stuff. I mean, Anissa had her own buffet. Like, it was wild. So, like I said, BK, the ultimate goat. What else is new? MVP, BK. I will say, even though that spread was glorious, I'm confident there were no leftovers. I think... I think wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Alex. Sorry to interrupt, but I I have to ask Andy as the real BK guy. He is the true. We all joke around and I make fun of it. But what is the go-to order at BK from the BK master himself? The the best anything. What is the best meal in the game? It's it's honestly pretty simple. It's the bacon king meal. That's it. You don't have to get fancy. You don't have to get like any frills. The bacon king is not only, in my opinion, the most slept-on item at Burger King, but probably the most slept-on item in all of fast food. Wow. It is no joke. It's the best burger you can get. And then you get their fries, and their fries are solid too. Also incredibly slept-on too. So that's that's it. Very simple. No frills. Probably get a root beer as your drink. Go home, drink about a quarter of it, and then fill it up with whiskey. That's a that's a first class meal right there. <laughs> I think honestly, since w- this podcast has been pretty short, maybe we should do a Mount Rushmore of fast food items or something. <laughs> that would take two hours. <laughs> I think I think we could take a Mount Rushmore of fast food items, and I think it could last four hours between us three. I think we could. You might as well throw Interstellar on, and we could finish the entire movie so, and do it. Sorry, back on the rails, Alex MVP. Or before I cut you off, sorry, finish what you had. My bad. Uh oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say like you. when you get when when they got to the daily challenge and TJ says this is the Burger King challenge, I think in her head, Anissa's thought process instantly flips from don't try to win, just don't get injured so that I can make it to the feast. Don't get myself sent home because of some sort of injury. I need to make it to the Burger King feast. Could not agree more. She definitely went from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Like, could not agree more. All right. So, I'm up for MVP is what Alex said. (laughs) So, I was going to take Burger King too. Um, I'll go with a lot of LVP options, not a lot of MVP. I'm going to go with Laurel for my MVP because I think she just – did badass things tonight. She won an elimination. She, you know, stared this girl who had all the power in the eye and just didn't say anything. And it was hilarious. And the fact that they were the ones shaking in their boots, you know, it's just like that shows you the true intimidation factor of Laurel. I think it's unmatched, definitely from the girl side. I think from the guy side, you would say the intimidation master is always CT. But on the girl side, it's always Laurel. Um, she's a beast. She really won the MVP by not even doing a whole lot because she like got voted in for no reason, and then she wins. So I'm going MVP Laurel. You gonna respond to the chat first, Andy? <laughs> um, no. You interpret that however you want to interpret that, whether that's answering you or answering the chat. God, watch it. Um, all right, I'll round us out for MVP. 
I'm in a shitty situation because you two took the only two ones that I think could actually be MVPs. So I'm going to have to go with the person I had as my third option. I still don't mind this pick. I'm going Jordan. Like, I think in any given episode, Jordan is your MVP is probably good. But the main reason I'm voting Jordan is I think they finished second in their heat. And if you had to actually watch the daily like I did, Anissa was floating like a buoy. (laughs) She wasn't moving when she was swimming. And then she finally gets in and Jordan has to make up time for them rowing and he has one hand. So like, I think, I think people are underestimating how big of a feat it was for him to finish second in that heat, but he was dealing with Anissa swimming and he had to row a boat. So I got to give him the MVP for that. Wow. Um, I'll round this back out with LVP. I'm glad I get first with this. It has to be Jay and Michelle. Like, I know like, like this was one of those episodes that you're like pulling teeth to try to pick either MVP or LVP. But in my mind, Burger King was the no doubt 1-1 MVP. And I think Jay and Michelle are the clear actual LVPs too. I mean, they had an ounce of power and the first thing they did was they got terrified. Like they were, I've never seen a quote unquote power couple more terrified in my life. I mean, it was, it was like, not only, like, I don't want to say like, is this your first time? Because I feel like for both of them, it might've been, but like, holy shit, they didn't know who they wanted to pick. They had no strategy going at all. So like they were terrified and, and even what's her face, Michelle, on the tail end of the episode said, if I were to give our performance as power couple a rating one to 10, I'd give it a two. No, no, no. That's too, too many. It's an absolute zero. Like you didn't get any sort of numbers on your side. You sent home a couple who could have been on your side. You pissed off the closest couple that you had on your side. They did nothing but set themselves up to get sent home next week. Yeah. You know, I cannot believe she said two out of 10. Like first thing I thought, that's too damn high, as I always say. That's <laughs> like, just my my thought process. Alex, thoughts up tonight. I'm done. LVP tonight. My LVP. Um, I'm gonna go with Challenge House Toilets. Oh my god! Challenge House Toilets. After that's that, a good pick. After that Burger King feast, I mean, you saw that whole table just filled with, you know, whoppers, fries, the chicken fries. Maybe if they got lucky, like they eat all of I that. I didn't see any chicken fries. <laughs> they eat all of that, and they're just also they're, slept on fast food item. They're just dest- they're destroying the whole plumbing system for the whole house. You know, it's one of those things where they're getting, you know, production crew. They're getting called there. Uh, and they're, you know, pointing them specifically to like Veronica's bedroom, Anissa's bedroom, all of that. Like, we all know what's going down. So I'm just going my LVP as the challenge house toilets. 
<laughs> That's a good pick. My LVP tonight is 90-minute episodes. Cut them now, please. That <laughs> is by far the worst thing to happen to the challenge. Bring back 60. Bring back 30-minute episodes. <laughs> All right. I'm done. I'll cut it right here. That's it. Well, wait, wait, what was your pick? 90-minute episodes. <laughs> All right. Are we done? <laughs> can't even look at this chat right now. I'm literally blocking it with my hand. I can't look at the chat. All right. Are we done? Can we wrap this up? Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Thank you guys for listening to a brand new Stir the Pod podcast. So you can follow us on Twitter at Stir the Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Stir underscore the underscore pod. Thank you guys. <laughs>